Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Bonjour, bienvenue, and welcome to episode 64 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the world, I'm your host, Samet, and we're back. We're back again. Yes. Well, who do we have with us today? We have from New York, America, the specials. Emre from Brooklyn and Yasin from Manhattan. Yasin is a Manhattan boy, right? <laughs> He's fake, lah. He's fake. <laughs> He's a Long yeah, Island well, boy. Yeah, I, well, I, I live in Long Island. I used to live in Manhattan, but got it's, expensive, you know. It's like him home, being a Galatasaray fan, right? Sometimes Besiktas, sometimes Fenerbahce. <laughs> I know. Totally. Right, Emre? This guy? Yeah, yeah. Expose him. I've done enough expulsion on Yasin. You can't get me to do any more at this point. Uh, and of course you've heard him right Salih is also back with us after his trip to Turkey how are you doing Salih? doing well man doing really well glad to be back um, because well I know Emre likes the hot weather but uh, I really hate it you know when it's like 35 40 degrees humid as fuck Oha, in Istanbul bro, that, not that degree bro <laughs> I like it warm, but not like if like 100 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever, 35 to 40 Celsius. You guys are bugging. <laughs> the Dutch anyway, and their weathers. Yeah, so glad to be back. I missed the rain, you know. I, I missed some normal weather, like 20 degrees and such. But I had a blast, man. I went to do two games for the listeners who may not know it. Uh, went to the Ljubljana game and the Trabzon game, which were both a blast. Also, mm -hmm. I want to thank you from here, of course, for the ticket for the Trabzon game. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, man. Feels good. <laughs> That's yeah, all I can Sal say and did, hope to go Sal again. Did, did, did you pay Summit for those tickets or he gave it to you free? Um, well, I did offer it, I think, right? You, you can correct me on that. Uh, but you were like, nah. And, why, uh, why, why is Yasin putting us on the stop spot <laughs> right now? Like, Damn, that's crazy. I'm, I'm expecting 2,000 euros Yasin, from Sadi. Yasin. That game. They don't take money from each other because you know what they, you know, I don't want to say I might get canceled. Dutch, Dutch, Dutch connection or something. <laughs> no, something else. But I mean, my Dutch side did show on it because a normal Turk slash Mediterranean person would like, uh, you know, started that, right? He would like push to, oh, let me pay, let me pay. I just asked once, he said no. I'm like, okay, fine. Then I yeah, yeah, know. super Dutch. <laughs> like I would, I was expecting him to be like Turkish, right? And to be pushy. And when he didn't, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do I do now? Should I ask him still? So, yeah, I was going to bring it up. But now, like, Sally, we'll discuss it after the pod, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I had to use one of my transfers, man, for that. Yeah, you know how much that is? Anyway. Yeah, but that's, okay, that's, again, it's kind of your fault because you, what you, do you, know, mean you my were fault? Uh, cursing Felon. I mean, you got banned, I, right, no, during I the game. Yeah, but I didn't curse. Well, not that I remember. Yeah, hey, hey. Yeah, probably did. Everyone does. Well, Someone doesn't remember what happens canceled. at the game. Samet goes to so many games, he doesn't remember anything from any of them. <laughs> Most Man of the drunk time, like 90% of the time, bro. Yeah. I, 
I'm just thinking. That's probably would, why yes. you don't remember. Yeah, that might be the reason. I'm, I might contemplate about doing something else next game. Um, but I have nice pictures to look back at, and I look like shit, like shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really use them as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Sally, uh, did you have a fact of the week? Um, well, <laughs> as I you know, one. I actually stopped with that. <laughs> ah, you have another one. This time not about sharks, I hope, right? No. What no. was this again? No, actually okay, an interesting okay. one. So I was discussing with my colleague at work, and this one is about Egyptians, right? So Mo Salah from Liverpool, Mustafa Mohammed from Galatasaray at the time, now Nantes. And basically... Egyptians have no last names. Did you know that? No. <sighs> mm, I know some Arabs, but I didn't know Egyptians. Yeah, no, I was discussing and I was asking like, so how does that work? Like when you come to the Netherlands and you get like a visa or a passport, like what do you put as your name, first name and last name? So, oh, we don't have last names. Our first names, we usually have four you need. And that's just your father's names and the father of the father and the grandfather, etc. So it's like I was looking at Mustafa and it's like he's, he's actually called Mustafa Mohammed Ahmed Abdallah. And <laughs> that's like his father, the father of that father and the father of that father's father. So when my colleague came to the Netherlands, he had to split his name, so the four names he had into two. And that was his first and last name. Which is super weird and it interesting. It just makes them up. Exactly, exactly. So, no. wait, hold on. You just got to name your son what your father's name was and the, yeah. the cycle keeps going? Yeah. But then wouldn't it be, let's say Mostafa has a kid, right? Yeah. Then his kid would be Mostafa. Then his kid would be Mostafa and keeps going. Where does the next name come if, in? If, if like for four generations you're called Mostafa, your name would be Mostafa, 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 Mostafa. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> Mustafa to the power of four, basically. Exactly. <laughs> and it just keeps continuing. And Egypt apparently wants officially four generations as name. And that's it. Now oh. that you say that, there's a, someone that comes to mind that I know here in the Netherlands, the only other Sali I know. And I remember seeing his ID. Now that you say that, because he's half Egyptian, half Turkish. His name is like, on paper at least, Sali Sali and his last name is like just a dash because he has none. Which is super weird to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. I had a kid like that too. Um in my school, bro. His name was Suleiman Suleiman. I swear to God. It was the most random thing. I was like, what? Yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah, such I mean, a there are light also people, bulb moment. There are also people who have like uh, I don't know, like let's say a year that you're born, like nineteen, I don't know, seventy, and then the dates are just X, you know, for both because I don't know. Oh, really? Or shit like that. That's yeah, I saw that too from uh, like Afghans or uh, Somalis who don't know it. When I ask my grandpa, they don't up. know either. It's just made up, like 1st <laughs> of January. And then he says, well, I do know. Oh, yeah, I know. When, <laughs> the, when the crops were growing hard, that's about when I came to life. I'm like, okay. So that's how you basically guessed your age. Sure. How would you know? I, I don't when know. You were when, born. I don't know. Depending on the crop seasons and stuff, they know at that time. If the but you're not even like conscience, conscience. Like your conscience is not like fully developed until you're like no people. Two, you three say years. that right? So people said that to him. It's like okay, 
his elders, okay. his older people, because they didn't keep records, right? Okay. So they'd say, oh, yeah, when the, when the potatoes came out or the flowers blossomed and stuff like that. So. But one more quick fact, which is interesting about the Egyptians. So aside from that, I also ask them, like, how do you call brothers and sisters of you, yours? And he was like, by name? And I was like, okay, well, like, how do you call it in a respectful manner? I said, oh, if they have a child, we call them, like, for example, uh, Emre. Let's say you had a child and his name was uh, John, right? I, and you were my brother. I, was <laughs> call, I, would, I wouldn't call you by your name to show respect. So you would be John's father. So that's how you would be referred to as. And the funny thing is, if you had a daughter... Let's say Candy. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> what the fuck? Whatever. I'm just calling it. You'd be Candy's father. But if you had first a daughter and then a son, they would always use the son. So you'd be John's father, even though you had a daughter. Oh, so sexism right there. Exactly my point. And then my Spanish colleague came in and said, oh, like our last names, we use both the mothers and father. And like, holy shit, there's a whole, I don't know, topic on last Oh, dude, name. Latino weird. names are insane, bro. They're, they're so long, bro. It's like 20 lines of names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that female colleague was probably like, oh, they're exactly how I thought they were. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think Yasin's getting bored. It's crunching numbers again, probably somewhere in the background. What? I Sorry, know. I fell asleep while you guys were talking about what was it? Egyptian names. Oh God. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's not. Let's keep... talk about Alper and Shengrin. I Let's do it. Let's yeah. Let's, Let's talk, talk about Bishiktash or Fenerbahce yeah. or or Fenab. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. It's more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. Thank you for listening so far. <laughs> I hope. Uh, yeah, you you weren't bored as bored as Yasin, but uh, today <laughs> we will bring you, as always, the recent news of the past week, so we keep you up to date. We'll talk about the Champions League draws and dates. We'll probably talk a bit about Molde and Gaziantep away game, if we have some time left. And uh, yeah, international break is coming, and then we have our game afterwards, so we'll see what we uh, talk about then next. Yeah. Lads, lots of activity. Aslan, Yasin, <laughs> Emre, Bali. <laughs> that is my name. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I want to start off saying, God, Icardi, man. Icardi. I mean, there's been so much to talk about Icardi. And the only thing I can just say is I love the guy. Um, there is grown I up, love him too. Yeah, there's grown-up men saying his name during sleeps. Wives that are jealous. Uh, movies being made about the guy. I don't know if you saw the Yeshil Chum movies with Wanda Nara and Maro Icardi. It's just uh, amazing edits. <laughs> Where they like, uh, what is it? They face swap? Yeah. With, uh, dude, that shit's funny as hell. I showed it to a few of my family members and like they didn't notice like for 10 seconds. Like, oh, it's Icardi. <laughs> yeah. Technology. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we had Drogba even talking about Icardi, right? It's like uh, that's the crazy part, dude. Mm. Like other players are so like they want to play with. They're like, damn, I wish I was playing with this guy. That's how good he is. 
Mm-hmm. That's how much of an impact he's having. Seven games, seven goals, one assist at this moment. It's insane. It's insane. And imagine if the team was actually performing at their highest level and he was mm-hmm. in form. Bro, Icardi's like not fit. Like he, he's, he's getting baklava offered left and right and, you, and his belly shows it. So imagine yeah, yeah, if sure. he's fit, bro. Today at Antep, again, he got a tipsy baklava. <laughs> he down- Bro, but you're in Gaziantep. You have to eat that. No, no, like, come true, on. True. I think for each goal he took a piece, right? Yarasun. Ainan, Ainan. It's it's amazing, man. I will talk about his goals today, but yeah, uh, yeah. Just, I mean, you guys say, imagine he was better fit. Imagine that the team and the midfield was actually, yeah, yeah, capable of putting. A couple passes to him each game. Like, he scored a penalty today, which, you know, he, he got himself. So, he created that himself. Mm-hmm. He scored a nice goal. Kerem, finally, one of his, what, 10, 20 passes, finally found uh, Icardi this season. I'm sure they'll get, build that chemistry again like last season. But my point is, we're just not finding Icardi so far this this preseason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. during the Champions League qualifiers, the playoffs, the Super League games. And yet, he still has, what, four goals? And th- in, in three games in the Super League, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I want to see us make a, mo- a better attempt at finding him the ball because he's basically telling us, look, get me the ball, I'll, I'll give you the goal. So we have to do a better job as a team, whether that's the coaching staff or I think more specifically, uh, the board and finding the midfielders, letting go of the ones that we don't need and bringing the ones that we do need so we can provide those opportunities to Icardi. Like yeah. Bringing him was incredible, but it's not that simple. He can't always win his games out of nowhere. We have to get him the ball better, and that's what I want to see going forward because if, if we do that, he's going to break all types of records. Simple mm-hmm. as that, if he stays healthy. Let's say he's going to rest. Who's going to come in for him? Halil? Bakambu? Yeah, no thank you. I mean... It's not the same. The Bakambu was top scorer in Greek League. What happened to the guy? Every time he comes in, Farmers League. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I no, for, I think he needs more time. For, yeah, for sure. He has quality, for sure. Like, if you remember Bursa. Uh, I, but there he played on the wings, though. So, I don't know. He played like a winger slash striker. But, yeah. dude, the guy, the guy doesn't didn't get score all those goals in his history accidentally. You don't do that right. by accident. Oh, no. Look, he had opportunities today that he absolutely butchered. I was like, what did we do? Like, natural reaction, what did we do bringing this guy? But the reality is, a striker, especially a striker, we've talked about this many times before, they need that first sniff of the goal. They need that first goal because that's how a goal a striker gets in form. You'll hear a lot of strikers talk about this. Hakan Shukur, you, you'll hear any, mm-hmm. anybody say this. Yeah, a, goal, a striker, to get in form, to get to their usual, you know, what they're famous for, they need to get that first goal. After that, it's history. You know, if, if it's a good striker, they'll find more goals. But if they don't get that first one and the frustration builds, in which this mm-hmm. case it is, because he's playing behind Icardi, he's coming off the bench, we haven't been playing that well, our games have been closed, so it's just not the best atmosphere in the team right now. Players like him are going to look even worse than they normally would because they're just not getting the opportunity. So Not only that... Point, yeah. Uh, just to add to your, he when he comes in, he's playing with the likes of Budish Alped and Hali. Like he's not getting the best of the team. 
right? Yes, he's not bro. getting Mertens. He's not getting that service, mm. like constant service. And he's not mm. going to get the ball into the net if he's not getting service at all. Yeah. So, yeah, you make a good point. True, true. Well, we'll have a lot of games. We'll see him get a lot of opportunities as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, let's just move on to... I think I want to bring people up to date about the transfers first. I'll quickly go through them. Um, Barkan Ismail Kutlu left to Genoa. <laughs> Sorry. You have <laughs> to put the smile there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a smile. 250k loan fee we get from him. And there's an option of 5 million euros. So... He's left. Um, we have also that Alpaslan Öztürk left. Uh, he basically departed for free. He's a free agent now. So thanks, Alpaslan. I remember him re- being called up to the Turkish national team. And now he's just a free agent. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Another uh, almost-to-be free agent is Christian Luindama. He seems to be training with the women's team, honestly. If you look at where he's hanging out. <laughs> he has <laughs> one. He has one more year left on his contract, so we'll see uh, what he does. Dude, so, I thought this guy left like two, three years ago. I, mm. How is he still on the team? Loaned him out a lot, and we extended his contract. Right? It's he never returned. That's from so that. dumb. But we'll re- still remember him as the boss he was against uh, PSG, right? Boss Dama. I know. I know. Some rumors. Altawun. Yeah, yeah, Altawun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sali Özcan uh, from Dortmund, a rumor uh, that came in. Um, I don't believe that will happen. So, And then we have Ape Aiden, a very young person from uh, Bayern München, 19 years old. They are saying we signed a four-year, four-year deal. And another youngster from Dortmund, I think his name is Gökdeniz Gürpus. Uh, he's 18 years old, so nothing official yet. Uh, some rumors, of course, on the midfield. Emil Breivik, Sofian Amrabat is gone. Not a rumor anymore. He went to Manchester. We still got Saul Neges, <laughs> Pierre Emil Hoiberg, uh, Wilfried and Didi, Tangu and Dombele. Like, I don't know. If you go to Transfer Mark, you can find them all. Like Thomas Party, everything is linked to Galatasaray. Uh, yeah, so we'll. Have a touch on that, and Yunus is gone as well. My S tier boy went to uh, Leicester, <laughs> Leicester City, and what we're getting from him is, I think, around ten million euros. We're getting a loan fee of five hundred k. Next sales profits gonna be fifteen percent. What I read, so there are some conditions, of course, but uh, yeah, conditions. I don't think that'll be met, but okay. Uh, we're gonna see. I've- could be, could be. It's yeah. it's based on games that he has to play, right? Yeah, and exactly. in a championship, there's it's a play shit like ton of games play for. 25 or something like that? What were the conditions? Yeah, I think what 50%. The conditions? And since it's 46 games, then I assume it's 23 or 25. They didn't give it. I, but is that in addition to um, making it out of the championship into the Premier League? That's something I don't quite remember. Be really honest. That becomes an obligation if they go up. Like I don't know. Is it in addition to playing twenty? So do they have to go up twenty to the next oh, league? No. I don't. Think so. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So what do you guys think about um, 
Well, we, I can't call it Winger Sarai anymore after all the people that left. Uh, but definitely not Midfield Sarai. Yeah, no, because we we're lack lacking. Yeah, mm. big time, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can tell by the games that we've been played. Like every team is just going past our uh, midfield, like slicing butter. Like it, you can tell that we need reinforcements asap. And I don't know. I I really don't know why they didn't sign a few players that were available that they could have signed earlier on. Like we're not going for the big names or. I, maybe we attempted and we couldn't go, but mm-hmm. the fact that we didn't get at least one ready player, like apparently we were like really close to signing Shemansky and he wasn't that expensive at the time and he was ready and willing to come, but we didn't sign him because, well, people are saying there were like non-agreements with the uh, the wage gap or whatever. There's like 400K between what he wanted and what we wanted to offer him. Mm. But then he goes to Fenerbahce for like 25 uh, a year, right? I mean, like, get one player so you can actually give the Hoja some breathing room in that midfield because things are looking dire, man. We're forced to see Kerem Dimmerby, who's not ready. And that's the <laughs> the, the issue with, with what we have done so far. I think you're being harsh, Hold on. Sure. Well, okay, maybe I'm being harsh, but what my point is we're not getting anyone that's ready. Every single player that came to us is practically unfit, needs match time, to get into form. We just need at least one player bro. that could be implemented into that midfield and we didn't get him, bro. Thomas Partey? <laughs> so no, we, we, didn't, we didn't get them. No, of yeah, course I, not. But if don't we come get to them... Player, I can make imaginary things up too, Summit. Like, what do, what's that going to change? <laughs> I think Emirates' point is mainly like we didn't get a, a, a midfield, which I agree on. We didn't get a midfielder like in time that is actually ready. We got all these I wouldn't say prospects because they're not young, but they're like they're not fit, right? Like Ziyech came. I know it's not a midfielder, but he isn't ready. Ziyech, Zaha, Zaha Tete. Injured. Tete wasn't ready right away. They're mm-hmm. all, of course, like uh, opportunities we tried to take because if you look at the fees, I mean, they all came for free basically. Mm-hmm. But still, the the one area that we were lacking in and the, the place we were not that happy with, with like Mertens due to his age, of course, uh, mm-hmm. he can't run for 90 minutes. And Sergio, who's just defensively liability mm-hmm. i was also hoping to see like reinforcement in this area which we needed the most just like, one earlier in the season because yeah. they can at least have a preseason gel a bit because we're not you know gelled as we can see mm-hmm. but we didn't get anyone and we're still waiting as of so, this moment we're still let, waiting let's 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 look back we became champions uh, and i'm asking yasin and we didn't do any transfers yet at that time, what did we say or what would you say that we needed most? I think Sally already mentioned, but like we don't have all these players that we transferred. So who do we need most at that time, would you say? Well, at that point, Icardi's loan was finishing, so he was going back. So I think the priority was to keep him, which we did. Check. I think right. I think we wanted I think we wanted a left back, right? Because we went through what four, five, maybe even six different left backs mm-hmm. last season, Check. which we checked off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody had a decent argument for a midfielder. Um, so we obviously had Sergio, we had Martins, but Martins was going into his final year. He's now what thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Sergio, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't exactly finish the season that great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was questionable whether he can handle European football and the pace that we're going to have to play there. So I think there was a solid argument for that. Torreira, fortunately, we did God's work and we tied him up on a, what, a four or so year deal. So we don't have to worry about him, but potentially an alternative to Torreira because we saw that whenever mm-hmm. he was not ready, we had to play with Berkan or Micho. Berkan did a pretty good job a lot of the time. I think both Fenerbahce derbies. But he's not a true CDM. Mm-hmm. Micho, I think, was a little bit underwhelming. He did his job, but then you have the Yabanju Kurala, the foreigner rule. So yeah. there was a lot of question marks around our midfield, and it's very apparent now. Um, I, I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, Summit, but Yeah, it's a bit um, to enhance what Saleh said, right? Um, we didn't do the first transfers um, that was most needed. I mean, sure. Uh, striker, I think that was like the top priority, Icardi. And everyone should be happy we got him. Imagine a scenario where we didn't get him. Left back, I don't know if we needed that. I was fine with Kazim Jankaratash. And and he did great, honestly. Uh, okay, uh, who's going to play more? Uh, Dubois was also fine. Uh, like I, I didn't see the need for Angelino, but sure, why not? The problem with both of them is they can't cross. They can't put in proper balls. And with uh, Okan's system of play, he puts his wing bags at the front of the play. So have you seen they him need cross to be, today? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like how it's possible that someone that's known for being a great crosser can come to our league and just suddenly be so bad at crossing. This was like it doesn't make sense, on the bro. left wing. I I don't get it, man. Mm, he was yeah. actually not bad. Like when he first joined. Like yeah, no, the, he had some decent crosses when he first joined. Yeah. Our trainers, whatever, cross specialists, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, man, <laughs> if, if he turns into this. But, uh, well, we're, we're bashing him for no reason. Um, I, 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 just a quick time. note, like, needs time, but when the team itself, like, overall is not playing well, and it's apparent from everybody's point of view, like, we're just not playing good football, the team is still not organized. The team is not still finalized. The midfield is not finalized, right? That causes everybody that is on the field to not exactly play at their best game. Unless mm-hmm. they have immense confidence or they're just very familiar with the situation and they understand it. Icardi is a prime example of what I just said where he's familiar with what's going on. He understands that these things need to change. Mm-hmm. However, he understands his job too, to score goals. You get him the ball, he scores because he's been here for a year. But you throw in Angelino into the team, you know, he's excited, whatever, but all of a sudden the team's a mess and he sees this, that's going to naturally affect his performance a little bit too. You throw Kerem Demnebay into the team, he's new. And all of a sudden he's in a midfield that is definitely not going to be the final midfield by the time things are done. He's being asked to start when... Honestly, he doesn't look starter quality. He's still getting accustomed to his teammates. As a midfielder, you have to know everybody around you. You need to know how your right back and left back is going to play, how the runs are going to make. You need to know how the two other midfielders that are next to you are going to play. Are they going to want to go forward? Are they not going to want to go forward? When they pass you the ball, do they immediately sprint and ask for the ball in front of you, or do they stay in that spot? Everybody, a midfielder is a very difficult role to step into, especially when it's already chaotic. Tete is a pretty raw player. He came from Leicester last season where he didn't really play too much from my understanding. There's a lot mm-hmm. of expectations for him, but to be thrown into that role on the right wing immediately, 
it's going to take time to adjust. And when the midfielders next to you are still adjusting as well, and you're still adjusting to the right back behind you, Sacha Bowie, that's going to take a little bit of time as well. He needs that confidence. I don't know about you guys, but it looks like Tete is like, he looks like a shy boy on the field. Like, he looks like he is now surrounded by, like, it's like if you were to throw an average player to Real Madrid. I, I don't know how to explain it properly, but he just doesn't look completely relaxed and confident yet. That's going to take time. And once he gets confident and relaxed, then he's going to play what we know him to be as, you know, his his potential, his floor, you know. He's going to start to show us what we see in the highlight reels. Mm. Right now, maybe not right away. So when all this chaotic stuff is going on, everybody's performance is going to look worse than it actually should or could be. But that so just to- means that our planning wasn't really solid in terms of like getting the ready players because I mean they know we have a shit ton of games. They know we have Champions League. So do you think it was more of a oh, you know what? We don't want to spend unnecessarily too much. Let's just guarantee Champions League first and then look for the rest? Or do you just think oh no, they just were very bad in planning all these transfers and they just saw opportunities left and right and just focused on that quickly dealt with them because they are good opportunities right and the rest yeah we'll see because what the champions league brought us we went through the group stage winning against molda uh, away and home and that means participation 14.8 million the market pool 1.5 coefficient share is like 9 million so it's like 25 26 million euros that we got from just getting into the champions league group stage and now we're gonna probably spend it on midfielders but are there any midfielders left because yeah well first of september has closed and that means all the transfers um are mostly done because England and Europe is closing and a lot of the midfielders that we were linked with are gone. So what's left out there? That's the question. Exactly. And you're not going to get ready players. No one's going to give their best players away without, you know, for free. Mm -hmm. And without like being able to get a replacement themselves now because the the transfer period is closed. They're not going to let someone go that they can't replace. That's hence why I was saying Shemansky was a perfect opportunity. Honestly, like if you're not going for Fred either, then you have yeah. to go for someone better. I was going to mention him. I, I was like, yeah, I don't care about Fred when I heard that 15 million is way too much, but I've seen Fener's game. Yeah, Fred is kind of what we needed. I don't know. What That's do you think? Yes, I, like, I, I agree. I mean, the, the tricky part with Fred for a lot of people was the price, the asking price. Mm-hmm. Some some people had their own opinions about quality, and I get that too. But for me, the reason why I was excited about Fred, and honestly, this conversation is almost pointless because he's at Fenerbahce now, but it, it leads to what we're looking for and what we need, which is a player that can play alongside or slightly in front of Torreira. They, they can complement each other because Fred is a player that knows how to take space. He knows how to bring the ball forward. And he has a lot of experience playing CDM, even though that's not his prime position either. He played CDM for Manchester United, a top five, six team in the Premier League for many seasons, many caps. He has a lot of games playing that position, even though that's not his best position. That's yeah. where he also got a lot of, I think, criticism because he didn't look good in that position. But yes, and other names like Fred. I mean, for me, Saul Niguez, 
I'd love to see him uh, at Galatasaray. I know him from Atletico. And he's similar to Fred in my eyes. And do you know also, like, what other names do you have in mind would you want to see at Galatasaray in terms of midfield? Uh, to be honest, man, there's just so many names out there that it's <laughs> tough to really say anything. For me, and I think everybody would agree with this, a quality player. We just want to see quality midfielders. You know, we can figure out the fit and stuff along mm. the way a little bit. As long as they're all quality, they'll figure it out. Torreira is not exactly, you know, uh, built to be a CDM, right? He's not, like, he can play like that CDM slash box-to-box player, but we've been playing him at CDM for the last season, and he's done incredible at it. Mm-hmm. And that's because he has the qualities, and he's a good footballer. He understands where he needs to be, where he needs to go, He's quality. He is a quality player. You, a lot of people can argue that maybe we should play Torreira in front of an actual six. You can make good arguments for that. And you'll say, listen, we'll make it work as long as we bring a quality midfielder that can play six. Because Torreira is a quality midfielder as well, they can figure it out. Okan Hoja can figure out. Okan Hoja is an experienced manager. He's played midfield himself with a lot of other different types of midfielders. He'll figure that out. I, I trust that. But the problem is now, as Emre and Sally mentioned, is who we're going to bring. You ask me these names, I can go on and on about names that we've been rumored with, but it's kind of meaningless because we don't know what's going on in the background. In my, in my honest opinion, Ardan Tumur is conducting this business. We know that, but I don't think he's sharing a lot of information. I really mm-hmm. don't. Like these, these journalists that we used to say are tier two, or like tier two and a half, they look like trash to me now. I don't Just, mind do you, him not doing well, that though. I don't mind him not sharing yeah, anything. That, that, I that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. I, mean, I agree with right. you. It, I don't mind it either. But it becomes a problem when it's two days from the Champions League squad registration date and we still don't have midfielders. Mm-hmm. Right now, a lot of people are panicking and I get it, but it's almost too too much because... It's creating pressure. I mean, Adam Tumur and Okan Buruk, I don't think they feel the pressure as much because they're in the, the, the weeds of it, right? Mm-hmm. Today after the game, they asked Okan Hoja what's going on with the midfield. He smiled and made a joke saying, I'm going to play the midfield. I'm a midfielder. <laughs> really? That, I love that. <laughs> Some people are going to get annoyed by that. They're going to be like, Okan, are you fucking with us? Like, what do you mean? We're, we have no midfielders. Why are you making this joke? It's easy I to love, say that after, I you know. Lo- sorry, go what? ahead. After no, like gonna... saying like being in the Champions League, it's easy yeah, to say that's, that. That's true too. You know, he's probably relaxed. But the reason why I love it is because he's he's basically telling fans to relax. Like if I'm smiling and I'm laughing and I'm making jokes, that means I know something that is gonna I feel good about. So he's trying to convey that good feeling to the fans. If Okan Buruk, if they ask him today, he after didn't the game, feel I'll... that convincing. After the Molde game, though, we won, of course, at home. But he, I think he, he didn't feel very relaxed uh, pr- after that interview. He was uh, like saying, Yunus left, B- uh, Berkan left. I didn't want them to go. Uh, so like he sounded frustrated at that time. I don't know. I haven't seen his after interview today. But uh, I don't know if you recall, Yasin. Um, I think... That that was that was a bit earlier too. A lot, I'm sure, a lot has changed in the last couple of days. Again, I'm mm. assuming, 
Um, that was a very stressful game too. Uh, <laughs> it's easier for him to crack jokes after his team just won three nothing. Mm. That game, everybody was shitting themselves, clenching their ass because it was a tight game. So it's a very different circumstance as well. But my my main point is here is like, there's still two days left. There's a lot of names that we've seen on Twitter and social media, whatever. Two that days get us for excited. Champions League registration. Just to be clear. Yeah, that's correct. And I think that's the most important thing because that's where we're trying to uh, advance. Worst case scenario, finish third place and go to Europa League. But I think a lot of people can agree with the way that the team in midfield looks now. Third place is even difficult. So um, I think we should look at it as two days left to finish the midfielders, multiple midfielders is what, what we think I need. But just to, before I pass it on to you guys. There's a lot of midfielders that we're rumored with, but there's a lot of midfielders that we don't know about. And I think until the transfer, like, I, I won't be shocked if in an hour we hear a name that we never heard of before. I won't be shocked if tomorrow we're linked with a young, a young defender or a young midfielder that is under 25 years old that we're paying five, six million for. Don't forget this, who the unit team is. Last season, we bought Yusuf Demir for six million on transfer deadline day. <laughs> What sure. a great listen, listen, <laughs> what listen, a great example. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my point is, like, we can do these things. It's not always going to hit. And you sort them in until his contract finishes, until it's terminated, until he's sold. I'm not giving up on the kid because I think he has a lot of potential. And you have to hope as a fan, when things are out of your control, that it's going to work out for the better. He's on loan now. I hope he plays. And I hope if he plays, he gets confidence. And he comes back better and he proves that he's worth that six mil. But my point is, like, we, we, made we made sales. We've negotiated a lot of our transfers. So we're going to have money next season. Erdan Tumur is a smart man. He's proved this many, many times before. If you listen to him in his many interviews, he speaks with a lot of experience. You know, he, you just have to trust the process. Otherwise... Step in. Go, please go ahead. Go ahead. Because uh, look, I want to play the devil's advocate here. Yeah. Um, I can't, I've never really liked trusting just one person with everything because yes, Erdan Tumor did great work up until now. Some were shaky, but for the most part, great work, like bringing in a Cardi. I get that. That's awesome. A plus from me. But we can all sit here and smile and laugh about all of this, but the Hoja is riding a very thin line with the fans. He has been riding a very thin line since preseason. And the Hoja has been asking for transfers this whole time. There could have been a scenario where we didn't land in the Champions League. You know, maybe there would be a scenario we didn't even get to the Europa League. Because this team was not ready. I understand that we're not playing the best. But you got to understand that this team was starting to break down slowly. This midfield was apparently, you know, not where it should be for Galatasaray and for Europe, starting with Mertens and Oliveira, we already saw this. And the fans wanted just maybe one or a few, like Nokta Atish, right? Few transfers. They don't they didn't have to be big names or foresight transfers. And when the Unitim came out and says things like, "Oh, we're going for people that are like better," we're you know we're assessing our options. And they said, we have people waiting 40 days, but we're looking for better options. People are all going to get upset at that because there is that what if scenario. We played it very risky. We gambled a lot this season. And th very fortunately, it worked out for us in Okan Hoja. 
And one thing I don't understand with Unitim is even though Okan Hoja is providing all of this success, why aren't they giving him an extension to his contract? Why aren't they standing behind him? Why aren't they saying anything to simmer down some expectations that they all these fans put on Okan Hoja? You know, and you then think you he's worried in, about his contract. Wait, I think he's thing, worried. Quick thing, because I thought they addressed that by saying that the, the current United teams period, like their their time at office, ends next year. So there's gonna, I think there's gonna be a, another election next year. Or am I mixing something up here? I like think my, you're right on my, that. My understanding no, was they they end next year, so they don't want to extend Okan Buruk beyond their term, just in case. And very honest, you know, what if the next United team doesn't want Okan Hoja? So then it's then then you leave trouble, potential trouble, money trouble with the next United team. Then they're gonna have to pay. <sighs> do, you Okan, do you know how much Okan Buruk gets boys, right now? Boys, boys, he gets six hundred k. Yeah, boys, boys, boys. Okay. Yes, summit. Re- relax. I'm taking my hose, and I'm opening the valve, and I'm spraying on top of all you guys with my water. I'm hosing you down. The fire is over. No more fire. <laughs> because, dudes, like, imagine the situation we were in last year, the year before, the year before. How often have we experienced a transfer drought? And look at what we're getting. Look at all the candy we're getting in this season. And are we still complaining? Yes. Why are we still complaining? Sure, we are not addressing the most important part, the midfield. But a board, a management that has done so much already, I'll give them a few more days before I start the fire. And I mean, I how s- many days would you give them? Two days? One day? <laughs> I'll 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 start panicking after five fifth uh, of uh, September, bro. It doesn't mean that you can't you know criticize him. I'm not saying Istifa. I'm not telling him to quit. I'm just saying it's very risky, mm-hmm. and I can see why the fans are creating such a fuss about it. Those that are saying you know telling them to get out, you know, quit, are fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sure. It, okay, you want to know what makes why. me feel very relaxed. The situation we are in as a team is absolutely dog shit. I mean, we're not playing as a team at all. We are winning by pure quality. And we are winning. Even with our worst games, we are winning. I think it was uh, Emil from Moldes, uh, coach. He said, like, they just beat us with pure quality. Like, we were better at a team, as a team, but they just beat us with the quality they had. And that's Icardi. Yeah. And he also mentioned we were already a very good team that was halfway into the season. They just started. So he made that very important point as well that people seem to forget. We just started. Sure, we need to gel. Champions League is coming up. I wish we had midfielders as well, but that's why I hope the midfielders we get are become coming ready, ready to smash. And I don't know about that. That's the point. We're saying, how often are you going to find someone that's ready this late? Yeah. This late into the season after everyone, you know, their transfer window has closed. They're not going to let them go for free, bro. Yeah. We're basically just getting, I wouldn't like, not in a disrespectful way, but like, we're basically just collecting scraps and trying to turn it into gold, right? At this point. That's how I would see it. Yeah. Leftovers or the, the, 
the like the players who weren't transferred in time. Um, I don't know. I guess we're going for those now. On top of that, Micho is going away as well, right? So our midfield is becoming thinner and thinner. I heard about Micho potentially going to Pendixpor. And like on the registration part, we have to let go of Dubois as well. So if we get two midfielders that we want to register, we have to deregister uh, Micho and Dubois. I think you have to register 14 people, so yeah, it'll be interesting. And that's might be why Berkan left as well, because he wasn't getting registered at all. That's for Champions League. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, too much talk about midfield. Let's just wait and see. We will probably join again next week. And then, like, every week has been full of activity, so we'll go on there as well. Uh, and just, like, you know how I mentioned, because it's a very live update, Mm-hmm. You know how I said there's like midfielders that we've never heard of that's going to be linked with us? Just now, while you guys are talking, uh, a 23-year-old midfielder that plays for Lille or Lille. Lille. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so funny, so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, he's 23 years old, plays center midfield. He's worth $18 million. Um, He has two years left on his contract. Apparently, we're interested in him. And he hasn't been starting. He's been getting some minutes. But listen, if you go to these teams with a decent deal and they, they, they don't have to see a future with him, but another team like us do, that's, that's an opportunity that you can take advantage of, right? Like this, this kid could maybe start for us or be a good rotation player. He's a center midfielder. He can play attacking midfielder and defensive midfielder, apparently. What's his name? The transfer market. His name is Angel Gomez. <laughs> Uh, Angel Gomez. Well, it depends how you. I mean, he's he's British, he's English. so he's English slash Portuguese. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing for under twenty one as well of England. Has played. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and they got him for free in uh three mm. years ago. So they, it's not like they need to recoup like a giant fee from us. You know, if we offer maybe five to ten mil, maybe we can finish some like mm-hmm. this and he's young so he can get better so that's my point guys right like i'm just trying to go back to what i said before these names are going to continue to pop up over the next few days i would not mm-hmm. doubt it stay calm and trust the process yeah well, i would like to see some quality too because okay he yeah. might work he might not work but we need we're in champions league bro we're You're not right. You're right, bro. we'll probably get one of those too i i hope let's see mm-hmm. what happens we'll see in the meantime we also signed from manisa FK, uh, first league team, 16-year-old F.A. Erich. He's joining our U17 team. So that will be interesting. I mean, there's different factors, different departments on different levels. Uh, lots of action is being taken, as you notice with all the news. And uh, speaking of the U17 and U19, they have been smashing it. Their first games, they've been winning it. And uh, you know Suleiman Lush? He apparently has a little brother who scored a banger. Uh, I think it was Baran Lush or something like that. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And going further, um, well, lone knees. Metehan Baltaja, my boy after Emin Bayram, who's at Ayyub Sport at the moment. He played a game and made an assist his first full 90 minutes. And um, 
third game of Apespor and all wins. I think they have another game soon. Matthias Ross, another centre-back, centre-back Sarai. Loan to NAC Nijmegen is, uh, has also played his first few minutes, first 90 minutes and third is game. Is Nijmegen in Eredivisie or are they, no, no, but are they in the second league? I don't know what it's called in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, yeah, for Eredivisie, that's correct. Oh, okay. No, I see. Okay. All right. Good. And, and um, yeah, he won with his first 90 minutes, and that was Nijmegen's third game. The first two they lost, and I think today they drew. Also, uh, our boy Matthias played second half or first half, I believe. So, good. They're getting minutes. They're getting playing time. That's really good for them. Uh, same like Yunus and Zaniolo. But those we hope they get sold, and these we don't. So that's the difference. Um, yeah. Ah, another loanee. Thailand Antalyala, 28 years old, at Samsunspor. Played three games, and unfortunately, he got injured versus Kaiseri Sport. Uh, broke a leg, they are saying. Taken to the hospital. Yeah. And uh, if that's the case, he'll be out for at least two months, I think. Six weeks to two months because, yeah, you know, I broke my finger and has to heal for six weeks. <laughs> I, know, I know about uh, breaking stuff. <laughs> there were a few interesting social media events as well. Um, I won't go too much into it. Uh, basically, a Twitch streamer was attacking Ali Yit Buruk and... Uh, <laughs> After backlash from the fans, uh, she attempted a failed apology. I didn't know about his illness, and that's I didn't want to do it, blah, blah, blah. But she ended up being banned everywhere because of all the Godsrai fans reporting. And all, didn't all, I. Yeah, all her sponsorships were withdrawn and stuff and stuff. And, stuff. and you know what's funny? All the Fenerbahce fans try to support her through all that. Yeah, it's insane, man. I, I have two brain cells, these guys. Well, uh. I don't get it at all. Not all of them. I'm going to give some of them. They Some of them did actually flame her, but a lot did try to support her. Mm. Yeah, there was also rumors about 14-year-old in the basketball team, uh, women's basketball team that's being treated really, really badly. Galtzray made an announcement on that, that they're investigating the claims, etc. So, <sighs> chaos. I think it's chaos time. And you know when, what that means, right? When it's chaos time. That's when we That's try. That's when we shine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to say two more topics, maybe three, and then we can end that part. Um, Riera, Albert Riera. You guys know that guy, right? He is writing history in Slovenia, man. You know he was doing Olympia Ljubljana, the, yeah. the team we beat. He left that team, went to the rival Selje, and then beat Olympia <laughs> in the league. And now they're top of the league with Selje. It's just an insane story this guy is making in the Slovenian league. It's probably an interesting book, actually. I would love to see him at Galsaray in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an assistant before, so why not? We will see. But yeah, what's Slovenia, right? That league. Mm-hmm. It's still something, right? Because you're still like facing Slovenia. Yeah, exactly. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And then the final news, Champions League, boys. Champions League, Champions League, Champions League. Before we go into Champions League, you missed out one thing. It's a rumor, but 
Apparently, we're going to switch to Puma as the the oh the, the makers of our jerseys. God, okay. And a lot of people are not happy with that. Here comes my rant. You know why they're not happy with it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Tell me. Well, basically, Puma, the quality is dramatic. Not only Fenerbahce is done by Puma, but many other teams are complaining about the quality of the Puma kits. If you look, like you, we've seen uh, uh, Fenerbahce with the Puma jersey, and it looks like, in the rain, it looks like shit. It doesn't breathe. It looks like it's stuck on there, and they rip so fast. It's just low quality. Sure, there are categories. You also have Puma Elite, and I think that's just four teams that actually have that. Just like Nike Elite. They have eight teams, of which Galatasaray is one. The quality of Nike Elite is something else, man. You can see it on TV. You can see it when you feel the fabric. You can see it on all kinds of things. It's just, it's just a big difference. So I wouldn't want Puma at all. I just The best part would be just continue being in the Nike Elite category and just have another yeah. deal of 10 years. Or go Adidas. I'm, I, I'm just so in love with the Nike Elite category that yeah, we are in. It's, it's just, nice. it's different. If Nothing matches, man. It's just technology that they have. It's just I don't amazing. like the designs, though. The Nike designs suck, man. I, honestly, people will complain about the designs no matter what. No matter what. That's what I feel. Yeah. Nah, the collar jersey that season, goaded. You Best know what's funny? Galatasaray actually selling exactly the same, but just Gese store version of that jersey. You can go yeah, buy it. Yeah, it's because it's goaded, bro. Yeah, but people are still complaining. It's there. So buy that if you want it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have a rant about the Gese store, but I'll, I'll leave that for next time. <laughs> you can follow it on uh, Twitter if you want to. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been getting so, quite some action and comments. And uh, actually, they DM me, right? And, and ah. Full, uh, there's such a story about that as well. Anyway, <laughs> it's hilarious. But uh, Champions League, Champions League, Champions League, boys. Oh, uh, boy. Salih, we, we drew. Who did we drew? Do you know? Yes, we got Bayern Munich, Manchester United, <laughs> and Copenhagen. Mm. How, do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about that draw? <laughs> it's not oh. the worst draw. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty bad, right? I mean, which groups were worse? I think Group F is probably on level with this one, with uh, Paris Saint-Germain, uh, Dortmund and Milan. But, Newcastle. Uh, yeah, but Group A is still pretty bad. It's like I'm middle of the pack. Really? Who would you say? For me. Because hmm. like, Group look, A and F were worst, in my opinion. But, what? Bro. Out of the third pot teams, we got a pretty good draw. And out of the second pot teams, we yeah. got a pretty good draw. What are you talking about? Mm. It could have been way worse. Yeah. Mm. I, I think it's, it's I, I agree with that. It's just I agree. But the, the, the thing is, it's good that we have one monster in the, in the pot. That means that they will win against our opponents. So we have more odds of going third or second. You, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. It's actually very beneficial. You know, a funny story. I drew this 
exact same pot in this. <laughs> yes, you did. That's actually That's funny. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Like, I posted it on that? Twitter, and I don't know what the chances are, but it must be very small. Like I, I posted, hey, uh, Champions League draw today at 6 CEST and then <laughs> I put my draws like who would you like to uh, put in and I actually noted you know what Bayern Manchester I'm actually more afraid of these Scandinavian teams and then yeah. <laughs> and then we draw exactly that same pot I'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah that you know was, I did like, the same crazy. thing last time we were in the Champions League I actually predicted the right uh mm. draw it's insane damn but Personally, Bayern at home, if we gel our team with the quality we have, we might be able to pull something off. Manchester, I'm not so worried about for some reason. Sally, you follow Premier League much better, but Manchester is fearing Galatasaray. They are clenching their ass for Galatasaray. They do not, did not want us at all. Maybe Copenhagen. They're, they're playing like pretty badly right now. Mm-hmm. That's the main reason. So the they're sooner kind of we stuck. play them, the better. Yeah, of course, because they're stuck between like two philosophies. I mean, mm. I mean, he's he was your ex guy too at Ajax, Ten right? Ten yeah, Hag, yeah, but yeah. he needs time, like man. He can do, he can put something amazing, but he just needs time. It was the same as Ajax. People wanted him gone. Yeah, yeah people don't understand year, that. Though. People don't understand giving someone a time, bro. Like the time to do something. Like this isn't the team that he. I mean, how many players did he bring in? So, like, I know he brought in Anthony. Mm-hmm. That was one guy he I mean, really wanted. He brought in decent amount. That that's why people probably uh, are a bit more. Uh, he brought in like his players, pretty much like a lot of IX people, and he did get money for it. Um, but yeah, it's only been one year, of course. And they won a trophy too, if I recall correctly. United. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They stayed only. They don't have a striker, bro. That you know what's funny? We have the best striker in the in our pot. Maybe he's tied with. Uh, uh, Kane, Kane. Maybe. No. maybe, maybe, no. maybe he's tied no. with this guy that just got bought for a hundred. What is it? Maybe. No, he's not. <laughs> you, no. Who's what Kane? What do you say? He's the best <laughs> next to Icardi. All right. Okay. Stop. I thought Summer. someone was about to say uh, Icardi is the best player in the Champions League, the best striker in the Champions I, League. I'd make that bet. <laughs> uh, let's put it this way: Would you, if let's say City came to your doorsteps and he said, "Hey, Gala." <laughs> I'll trade you Haaland for Icardi. Would you say yes? Don't ask me that question. I'm not asking Yasin because he, he, you know, he's the Fenner boy. He is a Mr. Accountant. <laughs> He'll say yes. He's like, he sees dollar signs immediately. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, yeah it'll be a 60 mil profit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a Jew for myself. <laughs> That's really tough, bro. That's really tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, bro. <laughs> Like, this is Holland, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and if I have to think about it with Holland, that's, yeah. that's how you know how good Icardi is. Icardi's top five, sound? bro. Hmm? As weird as it may sound, I wouldn't take Holland, I think. Bro, we have no service. Imagine Holland without service. <laughs> bro, he won't come into the midfield to pick up the ball and, like, create something. Adam. Yes, he's fast and he can finish, but, yeah. Icardi can do that too, so why would we? <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The only thing Holland got going is he's younger than Icardi at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and then his age. It's like... That's kind of... Would I exchange my wife for a supermodel? No. <laughs> no, of course not. Because I love is my wife. Is she behind wife. you right now? She's in bed. She's sleeping. Ah, okay, okay. 
Yeah, so trying that, to score some extra points. Nah, nah I mean, of course not. That's the case. If you love someone, you don't let him go. And and as uh, much as I love my wife, I love Icardi as well. We Maybe, read some other stuff in the uh, Instagram group chat. Just saying, just saying when you shared something, but uh, you know. And putting the man on blast. I see you. <laughs> I, I, I see you, Sally. Anyway, we were talking about the Champions League. <laughs> something was on fire. They said, "Let's go." <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, the dates are out. I'm looking at tickets. Um, we are playing at home. Copenhagen. Against Copenhagen on 20th of September. We are playing away against Manchester United on 3rd of October. We're playing Bayern at home on 24th of October. And then again, Bayern away at 8th of November. Back home, 29th of November, Manchester United. And then 12th December, we have Copenhagen again away. And I already booked my ticket for Copenhagen on the 12th of December, which is also my daughter's birthday and the stadium where we won the UEFA Cup. So that just totem, 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 all good stuff are going to happen. I believe we will top the group after that game, which, yeah. is, which is our last game. And I'll probably you go... you drunk right now, so I'm at... <laughs> to a, a home game man. as well. Believe, boys. Believe. Like the Ted Lasso poster. I have one right here in my house. If someone uh, watched that TV show. But yeah. How many points do you lads think we'll get from these? As long as we make second, I don't care how many points it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the same. Like points yeah, wise, I have no idea, but... As long as we just don't like become fourth, like well, you need minimum second. six. You need six minimum because you need to beat Copenhagen twice. You gotta leave them behind you, and you have to beat Manchester once. So you need a minimum of nine points, unless I don't know. Everyone just constantly loses to each other. Then it's a different story, right? And that's what the but, other groups are. There's too much like leveled teams, even though they're a group of so that. That's it's just. Them beating each other is not good, right? So this is better that we have Bayern. They can and, smash everyone. And honestly, do you want a really easy team that you have potential losing to? Because then that looks bad on you. But nobody's going to say anything if you lose Bayern. We do better Bayern against twice. bigger teams anyway. Exactly. Actually, that's what we are known for, right? Like teams that press up and play high up the pitch. That's why Okan does amazing in all the derbies that he's played. Like Except Besiktas, right? Every single team that pressed us, they got smashed. Yeah, mm. smacked across the face. He's but we struggle against, against teams. Before. Yep, yep, exactly. So he has some sort of experience, and he did well against um, Mönchengladbach. He did decent against Leipzig as well. So Ocon knows how to play in Europe against these big teams. So I, I had trust in Ocon. We just need those transfers. Yeah, like as we get those, I think we'll be fine. Any other points on uh, Champions League, boys? Are we no. going to talk about the Molder game? Like, are we going to talk performance and stuff? Or what are you... Guys, I, I do have to get going, though, unfortunately. Um, I have prior obligations. But I want to say one thing before I do go. And it's similar to what um, Samad pretty much started this episode with, which is his love for Icardi. Icardi we paid $10 million bone service for. That's a one-time fee, assuming... You know, we might even get that and more uh, within the next three years. We don't know how things are going to plan out, but his wages are what? 
out of Glass High's pocket, do you guys remember what the cup was? Like five, six, six mil, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Six mil. So, so over the next, so this year, we'll do one year at a time. This year, his cost to us was 16 mil. He basically paid that back for us. I, I, I know it's not that simple. I know we have other players that are involved. Muslera. And, Muslera, Torreira, even though he was a little bit limited in his, uh, his games in the playoffs. He didn't play all of them either, though. Yeah, Sacha Bowie. These guys are, of course, really important. But without Icardi, we're not in the Champions League. I, I think that's a very simple, straightforward way to look at it. Without Icardi, we are not in the Champions League. Without Champions League, we, we would be making maybe 5 to 10 mil in Europa League instead of 25 to 30 plus mil. Mm-hmm. And now with the fact that we're in the Champions League, we're, we have better control over future and current sponsor deals. We don't know the details of things. We have better control over the players that we can bring in to better enhance our team over the next two, three days. So Icardi's paying for himself, man. The jersey sales, do we have to talk about it? I just bought a jersey myself. He broke Icardi the records. He broke records. <laughs> Same. Apparently. So, yeah, man, that's this, this man's incredible. And the money that we spent for him, well worth it. I well bought two. It. I don't know why. Because <laughs> you love one that much, man. Yeah. You got to frame the other one. Yeah. No, they, it's my rant, actually. They messed up one. But I'll get to that next episode. Yeah, but... Um, Good luck to you guys. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you. All right. Now we're free to shit on Yasin. Yeah, I guess we can go to the game. Who wants to bring us to that game? Um, Saad, you got this, brother. I got this? Okay, let's have a look. Let's first start by our first game. That we played it was the return against Molde at home. We won that game 2-1. Um, let me go over the lineup. I think I'll start with that. Uh, so in goal, we have Muslera, man the legend. Uh, from right to left, we'll have Sasha Bowie, Victor Nelson, Abdul Kerim, Angelino. And in the midfield is Kerim Demirbay, Lucas Torreira, and Dries Mertens. And up front, we had a, well, I would say uh, a winger who started for the first time in Tete, uh, Mauro Icardi, and Kerem Akturkola. So some notable changes, as I said before. Um, Kerem Demirbay starts, actually a game for us. Uh, Torreira, who's back from the suspension, from the red card he got earlier. Uh, he was only banned for one game. Uh, no additional charges for him, as the foul wasn't as, there wasn't as much violent intent or whatever in it. And Tete also makes his first start. The rest of the team is pretty standard if you've been following the team so far. And I would say my general uh, view on the game is uh, it was a really frustrating game to watch. Like, even though we played at home, I expected personally a lot more. And uh, like like the coach said earlier, right? I think the coach called Erling Mo. Mm-hmm. We just played better as a team. We were, honestly, we were pretty much I would say out, like outplayed as a team, but not outgunned because we just have the better players than them. Uh, I think if we had of, their physique, fitness, stamina, and gelled team play, we'd be unstoppable. And yeah, the way they pass around, like how quickly they came uh, to our box, 
they were just how, so good in their areas. Mm-hmm. Like each player knew exactly what to do, how to do it. They just lacked the finishing and the quality. Where mm-hmm. that's what saved us basically. Uh, any yeah, well, Torreira, of course. I think if he wasn't there against Molda away, uh, could have been even worse. He had a red you, card. You mean at home? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, uh, at home because he was uh, suspended away, right? He had a red card. Yeah, and I don't know, man. He, they even scored, and luckily it was offside. I think that with that momentum they had, they probably would have won, and we would have been out of the Euro- mm-hmm. Champions League because it felt like our t- guys didn't want it. Like I don't know what happened. Exactly. Like there was no fight. The no second fight. half was absolutely horrible. Just watching the ball, Kerem, both Kerems, and it was just pure frustration because they can do differently. It's it doesn't make sense. It's the Champions League. What happened? It lads? does make sense. No, it does make sense. It makes sense. You know what? Tell know me why? Because this team was breaking down before, man. People, you know what? I don't understand. Breaking why is down? everyone? Hold on, why does everybody shit on Kerem Akhtarkola when, in fact, he actually had the most chances created in that game, but no one says anything to Mertens. I love Mertens. I love that he presses, but he does not provide anything going forward. You know what I mean? And midfield is completely shot. No one knows what the hell they're doing. It's 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 a complete mess, and Okan Hoja needs to figure that out. But to figure that out, you need some some players in your hands. He had nothing. All he has is Kerem Demirbay, Berkan Kutlo, and uh, injured, supposedly injured Oliveira there. So what are you going to do? This is why I was getting frustrated because we're playing such a risky, you know, gamble with not with waiting for these transfers. And this is what you're going to get. You're not going to all of a sudden make these players play amazing football with just by changing the damn strategy. It might do better. But then changing a strategy for a specific team is not going to work overnight because they, they play a whole different system, man. Nobody in Turkey plays this type of system. You're not used to it. The players are not used to playing these type of players and this type of system. And you got to understand, they've been playing. This is the middle of the season for Molde. This is not like they're starting off the same level as we are. And you can clearly tell their fitness levels is way beyond ours. That's one oh, of man. the main reasons. Yeah. So no, there I, is I, a lot. Hit the what's it, what is it called the nail on the head I think mm-hmm. it, it is it is true like we were also like Summit City before we were ball watching so much and um, it is true I also don't quite get why Kerem gets as much stick I think he works really hard right uh, yes it's frustrating for him to lose the ball and he made some errors here and there but in the end he does at least like give you something right uh, he goes for it while again going to the other Kerem. My God, what was that performance? I I, I really, <laughs> I, I never got, I think someone mentioned in the group chat too, I've never actually had a player, and because we'll talk about the next game too, Antep he in a moment. He needs to drink more Floria water. <laughs> but I never had a player which I disliked this much in this sh- like short uh, yeah. time span. I felt it like is... he was like a Halil, but, but in the midfield. In midfield. I know. I know. But that's what I'm saying, Summit. We keep getting people that needs Floria water, bro. Where are these ready players? We can't keep getting people who need rehabilitation. Bro, we need to get rid of that meme, bro. I know it was a meme, but I don't want any more players that are not ready that we're just taking gambles on. 
it's we're in the champ. We're in Europe now. You can't take that gamble. Last season, okay, you had just the league to worry about, but this season you don't just have the league. Mm-hmm. We're fighting on two fronts, and uh, and soon to be three if you uh, put the Turkish Cup in there as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll play a lot of our youngsters in the Turkish Cup, which I love to see. But um, I'd also love to see us seriously get all the cups available because we got a Super Cup coming as well um, that was canceled. Well, yeah. we're very fortunate, by the way, that it got canceled. I guess so. I guess so. Considering the situation, I guess it's a good thing. But mm-hmm. all in Absolutely. all, we can say Molde was a terrible performance. We are lucky to have passed through them. And again, Icardi, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, lads, but every episode is going to be Mauro Icardi. Mauro Icardi. I love you, Mauro Icardi. It's, it's insane. It's just enjoy it while and, we can. And that's also the frustrating thing, right? Because look, I'm very, very, very happy that we have him. Just imagine if we didn't have Icardi. We would have <laughs> been eliminated a long time ago by now. Sinan this man, <laughs> Yeah. This guy carries us so hard. We don't he's he's basically too good for the team. At, I mean, yeah, even at the moment it's even the league, more evident. The but team, yeah, for sure. He's just too good, right? Uh yeah, man. Just frustrating. Just you, you know what also frustrated me? Look, okay, even though we may look may have looked toothless going forward or we didn't really have uh the physique. But our defense has also been looking really shaky. We are very open, I would say, in the back. And like Angelio Hadinese, he's he's a bit newer and he's known to be more uh, of an offensive fullback than or like a wingback type rather than someone who's capable defensively. But the other regulars, so to say, uh, Nelson and Bowie, that game too, they they were. They were just spun around quite often by Molde. It was really not a good watch. Mm. Luckily, though, we did go through, and in the end, it's knockout football. Like, you don't have to play good to go through. Uh, Bro. This game, we already went ahead, right, with a 2-3 win. Uh, and that second goal, the deflection, which was I was going to get to that. Draw, which was shown <laughs> during the draw, too. <laughs> um, Tanri is a Galatasaray fan. Has to be. Two deflection goals in two different games yeah. off of free kicks. Yes. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. First Sergio and then uh, Angelina, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. How many yeah, goals did we score uh, Sergio. In, in the home game? Two. It was Angelino's goal that made it two. Yeah. And the Icardi penalty. Of course. Yeah. In the first half. Yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 like we got it right away, right? It was a free kick, I think. Uh, Kerem Demirbay launched it in, I, I, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, and then two Molde players like pulled him down or whatever, and uh, we got the penalty right away, pretty much. Then they checked for Bro. offside too, but there was no offside. Yeah. Uh, then yeah. Scored yeah. The Molde was crazy that game, bro. They were playing like Spartans. They were so physically insane. They hurt each other. They they clashed with one another, and both of those players had to come off because of how aggressive they were. Bro, they almost hurt Icardi that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 they were doubling down on him all the time. They were so Smart scared of him, bro. And, he, and he, despite that, he still performed that oh, game. yeah, I remember. Indeed, they were injuring themselves and stuff because of the fear of Icardi. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, with that said, shall we go on to the next game then? Gaziantep away. 
Yes, which was just yes, played sir. a few hours ago. Yeah, exactly. Same lineup, right? Exactly the same. So that's interesting. Okamburuk is mm-hmm. keeping it consistent. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? We played well, so... Eh, it's kind of broke in last game. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't know about that. And, uh, but you need consistency, right? In order to yeah, of fix course. something. Of course, what else do you but I don't know how I feel, because last season I, I've been complaining about the game as well. Like, for some reason, we've been winning. Also last season, 1-0. Some two, reason. One. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I haven't been completely satisfied with the game we played on a few matches aside, but... Okay. Well, yeah, well, I don't know if we're... Balamese, lucky Mies? I don't know, man. These You want, can't like, be I that want, lucky. I want a convincing ass 6-5-7-0. And with gameplay, not just lucky goals here and there. You got Bashak Shea last season. You got the Kai City game last season. What what else do you need, bro? And I want that I want to see that consistently this season. Well, you will see that. You will oh, see no, but the season just started, lad. Mm-hmm. And also that's the beauty of a league. Like you can't fully luck this out all the way to the end. There there are thirty how many games again? Thirty eight games. Thirty eight games, bro. Yes. You can't like do that all based on luck. Like with with Champions League, whatever, how did they say that can happen, right? We saw it like a few years ago. Or two years ago with Real Madrid, or Molda, for just just now, just recently, Molda. That's yeah, exactly. luck. That's <laughs> luck. Like we can we can like confess that. But in the league, in the end, the table doesn't lie. Bro, right. I sent something to you guys, bro. Okan Buruk is the first manager to get the quickest thirty wins at Galatasaray. He's the first. He's his. He has the most wins. Thirty wins, the quickest time. Took him the least amount of time. You don't get thirty wins. Out of thin air, bro. It doesn't happen. Last season, you don't get the highest XG, the highest um, XG scored, lowest conceded goals. You don't just get that from straight luck. Okay, the games might be a little, you know, not pleasant to the eye, but if we're winning, that means that he's doing something, right? You can't just say, oh, we don't play good football. Bro, football is subjective. What to you might be good to me, right? What's bad to you might be good to me. Well, I might like mm-hmm. it. And what I like, you might not like. So it's subjective all the way through and through. The results speak at the end of the day. The cups that you win speak. And you were referencing Real Madrid, bro. They were like fucking YOLO when they won the Champions League with just <laughs> Benzema. Do you guys yeah. not remember that? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Party, City. So are uh, you saying Chelsea. we can win it with just Icardi? Eh, well, obviously, you need some sort of tactic. I- I'm telling you, there's no... If it all it took was good players, then don't get a coach ever. Just get good players and let them play, you know, off the top of their head. I hate that fucking comparison. It's like all, only the players want it. Obviously, the coach has something to do with it. Of course. Of course. It's always like, maybe not 50-50, but of course, he has a, still a huge influence. Yeah. Whether it be like man management tactics. Uh, right. Other stuff, you know. Okan Hoja did not have a good preseason. You could tell. I don't know what he's trying to do. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. And he's making... You can tell he was very stressed. I found him to be very stressed and making stupid decisions, stupid lineups. But I'm telling you, that was most likely because of the pressure he had on top. Everyone was expecting him to go into the Champions League to make it. If he, if he didn't, he was going to get sacked. But now he's more relaxed. I think he'll really focus on the team a little bit more instead of like... Before, it was get into the Champions League, whatever means necessary, right? Now it's more like, okay, I can finally sit down 
and concentrate on making this team play. So we should give him a little bit more time. But I'm just telling you, you're not going to see perfect football that you're expecting because he doesn't play that type of football. You're more of like that tiki-taka possession-based football type guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Fatih Tatum 4-4-2 diamond. That's, that's what I love to see. Anyway, Antep 3-0. Actually, 5-0. But two goals offside. I think it's both Karam's goal or one Icardi's. Anyway, they missed the shot at getting a hat-trick. Uh, both played amazing. Don't have much to say, honestly. Um, were we great? The score... Doesn't show really the gameplay we did, did it? No. Doesn't really sh- uh, reflect our performance. I think this game had more to do with the fact that Antep were just really bad rather than us being really good. Exactly. Like, they, they were really, like, sloppy. If it was Molde, was... it would be the same game we had. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we didn't really introduce the goals and the lineup. If you want, I'll do that. Mm. Um, well, we won 3-0 away. With the goals coming from Keram and two of them from McCarty. One was a penalty. So, Gaziantep came out with a 4-1-4-1 system. And the goal was Batuan Shen, Aloni from us. And they had Gradel as left back. I found that very interesting. Sivaspor, right? I get, Gradel? Yeah, Gradel is from Sivaspor. He was playing left back. Um, the back four consisted of Gradel, Jilaboji, Ersoy, and Artan. Apparently, the, <laughs> the, the wing backs are not actual wing backs. Anyway, mm. in midfield was Jitovic, Maxim on the left, the wing, Bikel, and Soyalp in the midfield, and Eski Halac. At a certain right point, Maxim came into the middle of the field, and that's when they started to be more dangerous. So their coach did react on our play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just finish the lineup. Mm. Riascos <laughs> with the striker. And basically, our lineup's the same from last week as yep. mm-hmm. Salah said. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, what, what did I want to say? I don't know. Uh, Samet was, <laughs> was going to talk. I'm like, let me just finish. But Nesa, I mean, look, I don't think we... We started off pretty well. Yeah, yeah We found some positions. So but mm-hmm. then, like Samet said, they changed something up. It's like Maxim started coming into the midfield. They started having more possession in the midfield. And especially towards the end of the first half and starting of the second half, we kind of lost control there. And we lost the midfield. Similar to what happened last week, you can see that this midfield is just not meshing. And I think one of the reasons is Kerem Demirbay. I don't know. I don't think he Are knows you? what he's supposed to do, bro. This guy, how, how did he ever reach a 32 million you know, transfer fee record is beyond <laughs> me. He must have had a while. Nagelsmann must have, is a genius. Is an absolute genius when he had him. That was the coach that he worked with that got him to the level that he transferred for thirty-two million. I can't. I'm damned by just makes the dumbest decisions sometimes, and it irritates the hell out of me, bro. There was this position where the ball was in the air, it's coming down to Kerem Demirbay, and it, instead he had like almost no pressure on him. Instead of putting it up the field into Gazantep's half, he passes back with another air ball towards Nelson, bro, and it turn out to a position and they got a corner off of it. Bro. What the hell, man? It drove me insane this game, bro. And one thing, we absolutely need a number 10. Throughout the whole game, there were a lot of positions where if Mertens could have just made one simple pass, cutting lines, Tete would have been, you know, 
have like he would have had a goal. Kenan would have had another goal. Maybe Icardi would have had a goal because at one point Icardi got so fed up with the distribution of the balls from the midfield, the man legit had to come into the midfield and distribute it himself. He, he almost became, ha- uh, he became Falcao. Remember bro, those for times? real. <laughs> yeah, bro. He he almost actually assisted Tete. If the ball was a little better, Tete was one on one with the keeper. That was the only time I've seen anyone do anything like that, attempt a ball like that. That's what I'm saying. Mertens does gets mad love. I respect him for it. But Keram, on the other hand, he always tries these type of balls. But since he's, you know, people say he loses it too much, that's because he's the only one trying these risky balls. Mm. Well, Sergio, Oliveira, Micho didn't weren't included in this because uh, they were injured or something. Well, Sergio apparently went to, you know, Greece for holidays. No. But I don't believe that. I think he's uh, meeting with somebody. Oh, they, yeah. s- they said it was lies, though. I don't know. We will see. Well, what did you guys think of Tete, bro? <sighs> Not there yet. Not there yet. I think if he was called Kedam, he would be lynched right now and people would be bashing him. Um, but he's not Agreed. called Kerem, so he's called Tete. He's an amazing Brazilian dude that just didn't perform today. Yeah, you can see, like, you can see the technique, etc. Oh, yeah. But it's just he, 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 like, went into these duels or tried to dribble past someone, but it's just he failing needs and failing and failing. Like a team, he needs a team where he can tiki taka with. He can pass and then get back the ball. It's like you. It's not an individual sport, and that's the whole thing. This team needs to gel. And again, today, we still are not there yet. One positive point, unlike you, Emre, I think Kerem did actually did a good job. He was constantly making these runs into their defense, which Oliveira doesn't seem to do anymore. So seeing that, that made me happy. It's also what led to the first goal, because when he was there in the box, Kerem was there to pick it up and shoot it mm-hmm. right there in the goal. So. Yeah, he stopped doing that afterwards and started making... Maybe he should just stay up the field and put someone else in midfield. You, I, I don't know. You didn't like Oliveira. You will not like Kerem Demirbay. I don't know who needs to come in to give you like... I have no clue. <laughs> well, do you guys like Oliveira? Do you guys think he was worth I, the Oliver, money? Yes. Oliveira brought us the championship last season and I'm sure he can be better this season as well. Brother, brother, brother. <laughs> Kerem Akhtarkola had more assists than... Martens and yes, Oliveira combined. But the, what are you explaining to me right now? His role doesn't translate in stats. It's the pre. And he gets paid pass. like two times, two and a half times yeah, what Kenem got paid. Okay, sure, but whatever. Hey, it's getting late, guys. Maybe we should round it up a bit. Yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Did you have any ending points for the Gazantep game? Luckily, we got the points. International break is coming up. We are in the table yes. with seven points. What's our standing? Second place currently uh-huh. with a goal difference of five. And let's also concede the fact that we haven't conceded a single goal in the last three games. Good stuff. And also, you guys are saying, yo, this is Gazantep, but this is the same Gazantep that's, you know, made Fenerbahce struggle away. I will... At uh, way to Fenerbahce while being a man down for like 60 minutes. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's remember that. Yeah. All right, then. Thank you again for listening to this very long episode. Well, 
it is what it is we had a lot to catch up on and thank you for listening you can follow us on twitter instagram at lionsdangs um, we have a patreon we have a discord which you can ask us about and we'll give you a link to join us and uh, well we wish you all a very good day forward bye bye peace out bye, bye.